Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Isn't it nice to celebrate something positive, something good, to give a pat on the back to people that deserve one? And that is precisely what we do every week at this time as part of... The Other Side of Midnight presents... Commendations. Ah, yes. Let me begin by commending the winners and all of the participants in this year's New York City Marathon. I want to commend especially the winners, um, Sharon Lochetti and Evans Chabet. They um, won uh, the New York City Marathon, uh, both Kenyan. Uh, by the way, uh, Kenyon again continuing uh, their dominance on this one. But uh, I uh, really, all 50,000 runners, it's an incredible sight to behold and see the athleticism, not only the physical determination, but the mental acuity, the stamina, and the uh, psychological strength that these runners have. It's incredible. I am in awe of it every year. And I get, want to give a special shout-out and a special commendation to my brother Alexander and my sister Claudia. If time permits, I'll share a little bit more about my experience going to see them in the race. But I was proud of them not only for training so hard and uh, pulling off their first marathon, something my father had done as well, but for raising money for a great cause, which is to heal EB. So uh, my compliments, my commendation sincerely to everybody that participated in the marathon, but especially to my two siblings. Commendation as well to Landon Barker. Landon Barker is a seven-year-old boy, was going trick-or-treating on Halloween, Spider-Man costume, and I like Spider-Man, so this kid is already kindred spirit of mine. And ABC News reported on this story. Landon Barker approached a home in Toms River, New Jersey, and he noticed a bowl of candy left for trick-or-treaters was empty. Now, what would you do? Now, I remember what it was like to trick-or-treat when I was seven. I would move on to the next house. Simple as that. Well, Landon Barker is a much better young man than I was. The video, which was posted on Facebook by the people whose house this is, because they have a a ring camera, shows the seven-year-old boy taking several handfuls of candy from his own stash and placing it in the bowl. And you can hear Barker tell another child before leaving... Candy here for other people. So the the people whose house this was said the bowl was empty by 5 p.m. while she and her family were out trick-or-treating, adding that she had to share this story. So I think this is great. This boy, this seven-year-old boy, comes across an empty candy bowl 
on Halloween, and he chooses to go into his own stash and give the candy so that other trick-or-treaters can have it. I mean, if this was my son, I would be so proud of this boy. So I know we have a lot of listeners in Tom's River, and I want to say to uh, this young man, Landon Barker, I do commend you. I must also commend Alex Michigan, who is a little older. He is 80 years old. Um, and he is an EMT. Actually, I miswrote his name, actually. It is not, um, it is not Alex Michigan. Uh, oh, no, it is. Okay, good. All right. I, 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 my notes, I'm trying to read my own handwriting and decipher these articles that I have already read. And it's, uh, okay. So, um, he is an 80-year-old EMT um, from in Israel, and he is someone who has been integral to helping people for a long time, and he is uh, going to, he's particularly, uh, da- okay, sorry, uh, I'm misspeaking again, David Adam is his name. Um, David Adam um, is an 80-year-old EMT who has saved thousands of lives. Okay, last time I'm changing his name. His name is Alex Michigan. Alex Michigan has been an EMT for more than 50 years. And while his wife pleads with him to take his foot off the gas, once his phone lights up, He leaves everything behind and rushes to save yet another life. And so for decades, Alex Michigan's family and friends have become used to the sight of him getting a phone call during either family events or dinner, grabbing his helmet and medical kit and storming out on a scooter to save another Israeli's life. And uh, he is a father of four and a grandfather of of 12. Um, This is really, I think, incredibly impressive. Um, So, his career started in 1971 when there was a shooting from Jordan to Tiberias. And he was in the area and he immediately started to treat the wounded. And then when asked how much longer he would continue... He he said that his grandmother died at 103. So he doesn't appear to be slowing down anytime soon. So I think this is really impressive. And in an era where folks are so often put out to pasture prematurely and where folks are told after a certain age that maybe they can't contribute so much. I think what Alex Michigan is doing is just wonderful. And uh, I uh, give him a lot of credit. All right. I also want to give credit to federal judge Frederick Block. You know, I've read Judge Block's book. He's a real character. You know, federal judges don't make habits of doing radio interviews. Judge Block is somebody, while they're on the bench anyway, that it might be worth talking to. Because I've seen him preside over a number of trials. And the guy is a character. And um, I want to 
give him a commendation, and I know you're going to think I'm crazy here. I want to give him a commendation for releasing from prison two convicted killers. He gave them reduced sentences under the First Step Act. These felons applied for compassionate release under the uh, criminal justice reform bill that was signed under President Trump. And he noted that uh, these prisoners were model prisoners and that they were punished with life sentences for exercising their right to trial. He said, quote, I am letting two murderers sentenced to life out of prison. But I have painstakingly endeavored to explain why it is the appropriate thing to do under the First Step Act. So um, I think this is great because one of the things that's driven me crazy for years about the criminal justice system, and a caller mentioned this the other day, is the fact that you're so often, as a criminal defendant, presented with two options, two paths. You go down this path, you're let out of jail. All you have to do is plead guilty. You're let out of jail in no time. Maybe you get a slap on the wrist. Oh, but if you dare go to trial, oh, no, no, no. If we convict you, we're going to send you to jail forever, send you to prison forever. And Judge Block, to his credit, not only recognized that this is the appropriate thing to do under the First Step Act, but I give him credit for publicly saying that you shouldn't be penalized for going to trial. Everybody should go to trial. And we should not have a system which rewards plea bargaining at all costs. Uh, I'll tell you, Judge Block at 88 years old, one of the best federal judges in this country. I want to commend Magic Mushrooms. Yes, that's right. For some years now, scientists have been investigating how the psychedelic compound in Magic Mushrooms can ease the symptoms of depression. And more evidence of the link has arrived with a double-blind trial involving 233 participants, the largest study on this subject carried out so far in terms of sample size. The volunteers all had treatment-resistant depression, which means at least two antidepressant treatments have not worked to relieve these major depressive disorders. And so the study, if for the purpose of the study, the participants were split into three groups. One group received a single dose of synthetic syllab- um, psilocybin, I think is how it's pronounced. I don't know, I, but whatever. You, you know, it's one of those words, you know it when you see it. Um, it's modeled, the dose they got was modeled on the psychedelic compound found in magic mushrooms. A second group received a little less, and the final group acting as the control, received one milligram, barely anything. None of the volunteers knew which dose they received. The study basically showed that the that the group that got the 25 milligrams, it reduced the severity of participants' symptoms in comparison to a one milligram control dose. So um, there was also no substantial difference between the 10 milligram group and the one milligram group. But that 25 milligram group, they were not feeling too depressed. I'll tell you that. 
Want to give a commendation to the Houston Astros. They have won the World Series, and um, I, I am a National League fan, so I was supporting the Philadelphia Phillies, but there's three things about this that I really like. One, Dusty Baker has become, I believe, the oldest manager ever to win a World Series. The guy is, I think, 73 now. Really impressive. Uh, For the same reasons, I'm impressed with that 80-year-old EMT. Additionally, Mattress Mac, Jim uh, Mackingville, he placed a bet on the Astros to win the World Series. He bet $10 million that the Astros would win. He has won $75 million. This is the biggest legal sports payday in history. So I, I tell you, I my hat's off to him. And the other thing that makes me feel good about this story is we've chronicled that over the last 110 years or so, every time a Philadelphia baseball team wins the World Series, economic cataclysm follows. So hopefully now that the Phillies have not won a world championship, we won't have the kind of economic depression that we did in 1929 or even the Great Recession that we experienced in 2008. I have to commend these firefighters in New York. I hope you saw the video because it was really moving. I don't have these fellows' names, but... um, Patty Ryan was filming on her cell phone as the FDNY climbed onto ropes and freed a woman that was hanging from the 20th floor window. A fire broke out in a high-rise building in Manhattan Saturday morning, and a video captured New York City Fire Department members saving women from this burning building. A group of four firefighters hung 20 stories in the air on ropes and saved two lives. At the same time, other firefighters rescued dozens more people from the flames. This is one of these rare moments where I wish we were a television show because you have to see the video of what these firefighters did. It is nothing short of heroic. And the woman who filmed the video tweeted, and I think this was a great description, in my entire life I have never seen anything more heroic than what I just witnessed from a New York City apartment. Woman rescued by New York's bravest FDNY in devastating apartment fire. Trying to escape, she slipped, hanging 15 to 20 stories up. Thank you to our heroes. This woman was hanging outside the window. She was caught on a child gate. And then one of the firefighters was lowered down to grab the woman. I believe that one was named Arthur. Arthur Podgorski. And um, this is just incredible. You make one little mistake, and this woman could have been dead. But that's how impressive these firefighters are. Not only are they strong, but they're incredibly poised in terms of grace under fire. Since 1980... There have been more than 50 documented successful life-saving evolutions done in the New York City Fire Department. They train for this all the time, but they seldom have to perform this kind of maneuver, and they did it. 
This is really great. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry that there was such a bad fire here in this Manhattan high-rise, but still, it's great to see this kind of heroism. I want to commend the Volapension Cafe in Vienna. So I love what this cafe has been doing. So they have been showing, they've been using grandmothers and a few grandmother and a few grandfathers to make all the treats at this cafe. All sorts of cakes and cookies and all sorts of other things. But now they are now these grandmothers that work in this cafe in Vienna are now going to be giving lessons in baking all over the world on the internet via Zoom. So I think it's wonderful that um, the Volapension in Vienna is having grandmothers do this. And I think it's even more wonderful that now um, they're going to be sharing their wisdom on, on Zoom because uh, there's no better way to bridge the generations than with baked goods. Penultimately, I have to commend Malaysia's Prime Minister... Mahathir Mohamed. He's seeking re-election. Why is this cause for celebration? Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about Mahathir's politics. I don't know anything about what he believes in. I don't know if he's been a great prime minister or a terrible one. Here's what I do know. Mahathir Mohamed is 97 years old. He is already the oldest living prime minister in the world. And he is now seeking re-election. I don't know. Clearly, maybe it's all the gray hair that I've been having. But clearly, I think uh, a psychologist would say something about the fact that so many of this week's commendations have something to do with age. But I find, this is a the Guinness World Record holder for the world's oldest current prime minister. And now he's running again. Apparently, he's sharp as a tack. Has not lost a step at all. And I don't want to sound like I'm repeating everything I said about the 80-year-old EMT. But in an era where there's this worship of youth, I love old people. I find them chock full of wisdom. And I hate how American society treats them. And, I, you know, sometimes when we, you know, we have done knock on wood very well in the ratings. And our detractors try to cast that off and say, oh, just a bunch of old people listening to, you, to your show. You know what I say? Good. I'd, I'd rather have an old person than a, than a Generation Zer any day of the week. So I think this is wonderful that he's running for uh, re-election, and I'm wishing him the best of luck. He, uh, he had served as prime minister from 1981 to 2003, then he retired, and he came out of retirement to lead the opposition Pact of Hope Alliance in the elections four years ago. That's when he became the oldest prime minister. And now here he is again. He is going to try and get another go of it. And finally, a special shout out to all of our Alaskan listeners. Alaska has been named the, no, no surprise here, the best state in the country for backpacking. Oh, yes, that's right. There are not many destinations that offer a landscape as varied as Alaska. uh, But sure enough, 
that is the best state in the country, according to the experts, in terms of places to backpack. So this is according to travel.com, thetravel.com, excuse me. Congratulations to you, Alaska. All right. If there's anybody that I have commended that you want to comment on, you can certainly do so. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 